Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. Today's conversation is with a new friend who feels like an old friend and registered dietitian, Crystal Wilson. In my last podcast, I mentioned my overflowing joy jar that I have. Has anyone else out there started one or is thinking about it? I know my mom and my cousin have, and I hope it's something that you have done or are thinking about doing. I have been finding a lot of joy this time of year, and if you are finding a lot of joy in being a registered dietitian as much as I do, I really do want to know. Send me a message. Tell me what about being a registered dietitian brings you joy and I will send you a book, something that has brought a lot of joy to me and sharing it with other registered dietitians. It'll be my gift to you for sharing your joy with me. I'm very excited to share with you another partner and thing that I love, which is perfect for the holiday season because it makes what I bring as an appetizer to holidays more exciting for my friends and family. I usually bring some type of dip made with Greek yogurt to be a little bit healthier, and I'm very excited about Gnarly Pepper Greek Yogurt Dip Mixes. Gnarly Pepper creates a custom blend and has flavors like veggie and onion powder that gives the mix a really good blend with any brand of non-fat Greek yogurt. You can also use full fat, whatever you feel like, both taste great. Most of the blends are vegan friendly, so you can also try them with a plain non-dairy yogurt and it works really well. I'm excited to partner with another great Iowa product and you can purchase the mixes from gnarlypepper.com or on amazon.com. And stay tuned because I have a great podcast with the owner herself, Sarah. My conversation today is with a new friend who feels like an old friend and one of my favorite registered dietitians, Crystal Wilson. Last spring, I was fortunate enough to travel to Boise, Idaho, which was not my first trip, by the way, so it was nice to return, and I was there with the members of the Idaho Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. In preparation for my trip, I was very excited to meet different dietitians from other states and wanted to schedule a podcast with a dietitian from Idaho. Crystal so graciously volunteered her time to stay after the annual meeting and have a conversation with me. We had the best conversation even brought me to tears because of her passion to being a lifelong learner and impeccable leader. Crystal embodies what I want to be when I grow up, not only as an outstanding dietitian, but a mentor who is one of the most genuine people I have met along the way. Please enjoy my conversation and Crystal's unexpected dietitian journey. we can kind of get started just kind of talking about, I just want to know more about, you know, your path as a registered dietitian, but also just kind of where you started and, um, you know, what kind of led you to what you're doing today. And I know you have a very interesting story and that's why I really want to share your story because it is kind of your non-traditional path. And there's so many of us that take that path. So let's start when you decided that's kind of what you wanted to go to school for. It's such an interesting question because I I didn't know any dietitians and I it's just kind of by chance I would say that I stumbled um, 
on the whole career opportunity of being a registered dietitian. So I knew that I um, liked working with children and I um, enjoyed accounting and I was very active growing up. And so that was an interest of mine. So I declared child psychology as my major and um, decided to take a basic nutrition class for fun. And that was really my kind of first introduction to, um, I had taken health classes growing up, but really my first kind of deep dive into nutrition. And I loved the professor, her energy, her passion. I, w- I wanted to be like her. Um, and I still remember it was my first semester as a freshman. And so um, I ended up just taking family and consumer science classes for fun for about the first year and a half of school. And interestingly, um, that ended up like helping and impacting my career later in life, um, taking those classes for fun. And so I had the opportunity to get to know Dr. Laurel Brannon. Um, She was the professor that um, taught that um, nutrition course. And so eventually, um, I um, had a meeting with her. She was not my formal advisor. And I was just talking to her about my interests. And, you know, I was 19 years old, didn't know what I wanted to be when I grow up. And um, so I talked to her about going into child development. And she just was so matter of fact. And she said no. And I just, I still remember, I can visualize sitting in her office and her saying no. And I was just shocked. And so she just started talking to me and and really asking questions to dig deeper. And then she just said, you know, based on what I know of you and what I'm hearing, I don't think that you will be content going into child development. I think you should consider being a dietitian. And so um, she ended up becoming my advisor and um, a real champion for me. And uh, that kind of started my path to where I am today. That's amazing that you had such an influence by a professor that actually told you no. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. I mean, how lucky are you to have had her in your life? I mean, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, and I just think about the time that she spent with me, you know, I'm sure with her um, list of students that she was responsible for advising and her course load, she, you know, she maybe saw something in me, um, but she decided to take the time and I had the opportunity um, since I met you in April, I actually got to see Dr. Brannon and I have not seen her in years. I saw her in August and it was such a powerful interaction. Um, Unfortunately, the situation um, that we were getting together is a very sad one, Um, but just seeing her and interacting, I mean, it still brings a lot of emotions. Um, and I just thanked her for, um, I'm probably will cry, um, thanked her for believing in me and helping me. And she 
she just put her her hands on my face and she's like, I am so proud of you. I am so proud of you. And she's like, I cannot believe all that you have accomplished. And it just, and we just sat there kind of looking at each each other and holding each other. And it was just such a special moment. Wow. That gave me goosebumps. (laughs) (laughs) I bet it gave you goosebumps too, because, you know, just to have that reconnection and to see someone that had such a big influence, I mean, she'll never know exactly Mm -hmm. how influential she was to you. And you'll never know how influential she was. You were to her, which is so amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, all right. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, that's wonderful that you got to see her. Unfortunately, I'm sorry about the circumstances, but I think that says a lot about our profession too, of just the connections that people in our field make with each other, just like even you and I, I mean, thinking Mm -hmm. about how we've connected. So that's a very special moment for sure. Mm -hmm. So you did your, go ahead. ahead. Well, I was going to say um, you're one of those individuals. There's people that you meet and you're meeting them for the first time, but it doesn't feel like the first time. And um, that's just something that I'm really grateful for in my life that I have met people like that. Um, Well, and you connect with people that way yourself. So I think, you know, energies really do kind of go towards each other. And that's why I think you're meant to meet certain people in your life that way. And certain professionals or, you know, personal people. I think it's everybody. Mm -hmm. That's true. So you had this great um, opportunity to go into a field that you figured out that you were passionate about. What was the next steps for you after school? I think the next impactful um, moment in time for me was during the internship process. So a few months before I was going to graduate, I had the opportunity to um, intern um, with Boise School District in the food service department. And I was surrounded by um, four other dietitians that um, they really took me under uh, their wings. And um, I started learning a lot about child nutrition. And before I left to finish my clinical or my management, excuse me, rotation, they offered me a part-time job for the summer. And I accepted and I stayed there for 11 years. Um, It was such a great place to start my career. Did you ever think you'd go into, I mean, was that ever an interest when you were going through school? Um, I knew... Not when I first started school, but once I got into the coordinated program, I I kept coming back to, you know, I have always been drawn to kids. And so what I would do is when you, you know, go through and you pick your top choices for community nutrition, management, and um, clinical, I would choose those places where I thought they worked with children, where there was that intersection. So I did have the opportunity to work with the Child Care Center in Eastern Washington University, and um, I interned with Meade School District for just a month, um, uh, just outside of Spokane, and um, then I selected Boise School District. So 
I never thought about school food service um, before those experiences, but um, it really was an amazing experience for me. A great start to my career. So tell me about your job there. I mean, I'm sure it totally transformed over the 11 years that you were there. But, you know, getting into that, I think school food service is becoming a very up and coming kind of area that dietitians are a part of. And obviously you are kind of at the front forefront of that. So tell me how your job kind of evolved over those 11 years. Well, one thing that I loved and it stayed true throughout the 11 years is there was wonderful variety in what, uh, in my roles and responsibilities. So we had about 240 employees, uh, 48 sites, and I primarily worked with women. Um, Many individuals, you know, they were looking for a part-time job, two to six hours a day during the school year. And um, so that was um, interesting starting my career at 23 and um, working with um, individuals that were in their 80s. Um, and it was, um, working with, um, multiple generations. It was such a great experience for me and I learned a lot. So there was that side of the, the leading and the training and development and hiring of employees. And then I, um, you know, was involved in planning the menus and uh, the nutrient analysis and the quality of the food that we were providing uh, for the students, there were about 20, uh, we, we produced 21,000 meals a day. And um, so learning about that, learning about, you know, the federal regulations uh, for the national school meal programs for both lunch, breakfast, and the summer meals program. So, I mean, I had a steep learning curve. Um, I was able to learn how to design kitchens and create specifications for equipment. So I was working with contractors and writing bids, um, just to name a few of the things that, you know, I was able to experience. So a lot of different skills I used in that job. That's am- And I think that's a lot of misconception that you're just going in and being like the lunch lady <laughs> and you're not. Right. There's so much more to that job. And I mean, I think about all those things that you did, and that's very similar to any business that you would work for. Mm -hmm. Well, and then I would go into the classroom and do nutrition education presentations. I was learning how to manage a budget. We had about a $9 million budget. So um, just a a great experience. I, I learned a lot of skills and you know, I have to thank the the four dietitians that were there and, and mentored me and believed in me along the way. And I just had great opportunities to experience all different um, roles and responsibilities throughout the 11 years. Well, I must say, I mean, if you do stay at a job for 11 years, it must have been a great job. So what what took you away from that? I decided that it was time to make a change. Um, I really needed to move a different uh, direction and um, to have new challenges. And so I um, went home and uh, was talking with my husband and we just decided I had had my third child and um, we had changed uh, 
in leadership within the organization. And I just felt like I needed to move a different direction. So for a very short time period, I worked from home um, for two dietitians. They own S&S Nutrition Network, two amazing women. They've had their own business for about 20, I think they're at 23 years. Um, and so I um, helped with their website and I helped uh, create menus for um, the assisted living um, centers and nursing homes that they contracted with. Oh, neat. And yes, it was a good experience and something different for me. Um, and it gave me some time to be home with my three young kids and um, to figure out the next step. And when I was at Boise Schools, I had gone back to school and I um, completed my master's in adult, um, adult and organizational learning. And so I, you know, was getting more into training, development, hiring employees. And so I had that in my background or in, my, in the back of my mind. And, you know, again, I was coming back to kids, my, my interest in children. And so um, many would say that um, I <laughs> took a step off the path and I started teaching middle school, family and consumer sciences. Oh my, so you oh became, my, so you a, became a teacher. teacher. <laughs> yes, yes. So I found myself back um, in school again um, with a seven-year-old, a, um, a four-year-old, and a one-year-old. And oh my um, so <laughs> you're busy. <laughs> it, it's, you know, there's parts in your life that it's just a blur. Um, and that's probably <laughs> one of them. Um, and so I, through the professional technical education, um, department, that program, I, um, received my teaching certificate, uh, to teach specific courses. So food science, uh, nutrition, and, uh, um, basically family and consumer science classes that intersect with my dietetics degree. So I had started coaching tennis and I um, was coaching volleyball and I started teaching sixth, seventh and eighth graders um, food and nutrition and then sewing. So I had a huge learning curve myself <laughs> to be able to teach sewing to, uh, to sew? <laughs> um, I did not know um, very much. And so I quickly found a mentor who, again, took me under their wings and uh, prepared me to be able to teach uh, these middle schoolers how to sew. And she actually ended up volunteering in my classroom uh, the, um, the time period that I was teaching. Oh, thank goodness. You're probably very excited about that. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciated the help. And I still run into students who will, you know, say something that they learned from me. You know, Mrs. Wilson, oh. I you sew on a, a button and I appreciate learning that from you. Or Mrs. Wilson, I learned how to plan meals and I have a family of my own now. Or, um, you know, you gave me confidence. I, I was really surprised when I started teaching the life skills that 
students um, had or didn't have. And so, you know, teaching basic skills like how to properly wash dishes, how to um, prep food, proper knife skills. Um, so just really those um, those life skills that it, it really makes my heart happy when I run into students and they share something that they learned during that time period of their life. That is very rewarding. Very. And I think we take for granted those simple life skills. You know, we, <laughs> we know so much information, but we have to go back to basics with a lot of people that we encounter for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Just talking about your teaching degree. I mean, if there's any dietitians out there, what, you know, there might be dietitians that want to teach. Was it a lot to go back and get your stuff done for your teaching certification? I mean, kind of maybe talk about that process a little bit. Sure. It, um, I would strongly encourage teachers that are passionate about working with kids and love the nutrition education portion of the field. It, the entire process took about eight weeks from start to finish, and that's to get the ball rolling. So within the system, um, they granted me what they call an an initial occupational teaching certificate with those specific subjects that I was qualified um, to teach in, looking at my master's and looking at my um, bachelor's degree. And then what they did is they um, charted a course, if you will, for me, and um, it mapped out what I needed to do, the courses I needed to take to get that standard teaching, uh, standard occupational teaching certificate. And so I had 18 months to take the classes that um, they um, they said that I was lacking, if you will. So for mm-hmm. me personally, since my um, graduate work was in adult education, there were some specific classes on strategy and methods for teaching children. Um, I needed to take a course on um, on uh, design from the family and consumers science um, kind of platform, if you will, or portfolio. Um, and so I had this map basically and a timeline. And so I found myself back in school as I was starting a new job, but it was very clear and very specific of what I needed to do. And then you can get what's called an advanced occupational teaching certificate. And that's what I ultimately ended up doing. And earlier, I had mentioned that I took family and consumer science classes for fun. And that really helped me because I had taken these classes for fun that ended up reducing the course load that I needed to take when I went back to school. Well, see, there was there was a purpose. You didn't even know it. (laughs) (laughs) There was a purpose. And then it's very interesting. So I accepted a job. And then I found myself back in school. So that summer, I took nine, um, nine credits. But I ran into two professors from when I um, had started my master's. And originally, I started my master's in educational administration. Because again, I worked with Boise School District. And I thought, well, I'll go into administration because I work with a bunch of principals. Um, I could never become a principal at that time because I didn't have a teaching certificate. So these professors pulled me aside and said, you know, you're not just taking these 18 credits to get your standard occupational teaching certificate. You're actually going to get your ed specialist degree. 
Um, I said no. They said yes. I said no. They said yes. And they <laughs> mapped out um, the plan for me. And um, so that's what I ended up doing is um, continuing on after the 18 credits and getting my um, education uh, specialist degree in adult and organizational learning and leadership. Oh my gosh, Crystal. <laughs> wow. And I mean, like all along through this, are you like enjoying all your, I mean, are you loving everything you're doing during this whole adventure? I, yes, yes. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Gallup's um, strengths, but learner um, is um, my sixth strength. So I love, I love to learn. Um, I'm not scared by change. And um, so it, it was, it was a lot, um, but I have a very supportive family. And I think my husband, he just, you know, has learned that um, when I'm passionate about something, um, I go after it and he knows that I love to learn. So, you know, very supportive with starting this new chapter and, you know, having three kids that were seven and under and I'm back in school and I'm starting a completely different career um, teaching. Yes, that's intense. But that's great that you have great family support and your husband's so supportive. And so you did all, so, so now you're, you're teaching, you're going back to school. After all of that was complete, where did that lead you? Well, I have one more step along the way. And I do oh. want to say, <laughs> when I was teaching, my husband actually taught at the same school. And wow. so he, he really became my mentor and my cheerleader as I was navigating through learning the education system. And so as I was preparing to graduate with my ed specialist degree, I ran into another former um, professor. I was coaching tennis and his um, grandson, uh, whom he had custody of, played tennis for the opposing team. And so he pulled me, he pulled me aside and he was like, you're a dietitian. What are you doing? Why, why are you coaching middle school tennis? What's going on? Update me. And so I shared with him that I was teaching and, and, and we had this wonderful conversation. And then probably about a week later, he contacted me and he was one of my professors when I first started on my master's. And he said to me that he had reviewed all of my transcripts and that he wanted me to remember that I had started my master's degree in educational administration. And that if I wanted to become a principal, that there were three classes that I needed to take and I needed to do an internship and that he would write a letter to reduce my internship credits from three to one. And um, so that was another interesting decision for me and for my family to make. And I um, decided to go ahead and do it. So I extended my ed specialist by a few credits and added a principal um, internship. Um, into the mix. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I think it's amazing how all of your steps have always kind of been influenced. They kind of always take you back to college and professors and that's very mm -hmm. interesting. Mm -hmm. It is, it is. And it just, uh, I think just comes back to, you know, people taking the time um, to help you along the way. And that's really something that I've tried to do in my career is, you know, if I could give back to one person, like 
all of these individuals gave back to me, then I feel like I've honored them. Um, so I, I hope that, you know, that day, that day happens. So. Oh, I think it's probably happened quite a few times. <laughs> I'm sure it has with you. Okay. So now you're, did you become a principal? <laughs> <laughs> So um, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> okay. I was like, did you become a principal too? Holy moly. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, you know, I was cruising along and um, things were going well. I just finished my second year of teaching. I just graduated with my ed specialist degree, just finished my internship and a um, former colleague called me and asked me to dinner and we were good friends. She was going through a divorce. And um, so I was going into the dinner, um, you know, with the mindset to support her and we were connecting. Um, And she, I did not know, but she was coming to the dinner um, with um, basically offering me a job. Oh, And um, (laughs) so, um, or trying to get me to consider a job, if you will. And that's how I ended up um, here at Dairy West um, is um, uh, talking with my colleague. We had worked together at Boise uh, School District and she was working for the Idaho Dairy Council and uh, at the time United Dairymen of Idaho. We just recently went through um, some organizational changes and we're known as Dairy West now. But um, she uh, talked about um, the work. that they were doing and that they wanted someone that um, had a background um, in child nutrition, understood school food service, and um, also understood the education system. And uh, she asked if I would consider meeting with the administrator and uh, learning more about the job. So the rest is history. I've been here for a little over seven years. Well, it combined everything of your expertise into one job, which is really amazing. Did I lose you? I, th- I think I lost I th- you. I think I lost you. That's okay. That's weird. That's all right. That's what's great about it. I have, I can edit all of this out. So it's great. Perfect. <laughs> um, so anyways, we were talking about your current position and how it kind of meshed all of your expertise that you went to school with into one job. And did you ever think that that would actually exist? <laughs> no, honestly, I didn't. And I would say, you know, reflecting back, I felt like when I was going through these different stages of my career and my education, that I, I just dove into it, but I, I didn't dive in thinking that everything connected, um, that it would all kind of come together. Um, and so it's been really interesting, um, working here and representing Idaho's dairy farm families. I feel like my education and my previous work experience, I use those skills every single day. Do you? I do. So how do you, so, I mean, like, I think that's another area that a lot of dietitians don't realize that is available as far as jobs and as far as opportunity. 
you know, thinking that, oh, she has an education background. She has family and consumer sciences. And how does that apply to, you know, a dairy council? I mean, how would that work into your job? So maybe explain that a little bit. How does it work into my job? It's crazy <laughs> to think about because I'm like, how does it not um, tie into my job? Um and I think that's maybe what's been exciting um, throughout this process is to just see that intersection on a daily basis. So, you know, I translate health and wellness science um, information into um, communication that consumers can understand. Um, I help arm those third party advocates, other dietitians, physicians with um health and wellness information. I direct and lead a health and wellness business unit. Um, I mean, hats off to our farmers here. We have five dietitians on staff um, to promote nutrition and to talk about dairy's contributions to diet and health. That's awesome. That's awesome. You have so many dietitians. Yes, yes. I'm very thankful for that. I really enjoy being in an environment where there's a lot of collaboration. And so, you know, looking back through my career, I think that that's part of why I've been able to thrive is because I've been in positions um, where I'm surrounded by others. And that's something that I need as an individual. Which is a good point that you're still, you're still putting yourself in situations that help you grow and you're finding things that you need to because you're, like you said, you're a lifelong learner. And so that's mm -hmm. very important to you and your job. Yes. And I've had tremendous opportunities. Um, currently, I'm the vice president of health and wellness here. Um, I've had a lot of transitions during my time here and, and opportunities. And, and um, I've been able to nourish that lifelong learning um, aspect as well. Do you do you do you find your do you find yourself ever thinking about going to back to school for something else? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've learned to never say never. Um, <laughs> but um, ooh, I have chosen. Let's put it this way: I have chosen to channel um, my need to learn in other ways. So I. Um, Two years ago, I completed my health coach certification. I um, recently completed, there's a program called Leadership um, Idaho Agriculture. And so I went through that process and was part of the class 36. And um, so I'm channeling it I, in different ways. You know, if I were to go back to school, I'd have probably, you know, around 18 credits since I do have my ed specialist and then a dissertation. And that sounds overwhelming to me right now. <laughs> you could be Dr. Wilson. I'm sure there's a Dr. Wilson out there. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like your message though about channeling your desire to learn in different ways. Cause I've been kind of thinking about that myself as like, what else out there is there for us that isn't just college education? There's so much mm -hmm. other things out there to learn. And I was going to ask you, I mean, were you familiar with farming and farmers and dairy and all those? things that you represent now, are you familiar with those? 
Um, I was familiar. So I grew up in Jerome, Idaho, and um, we that um, area is called the Magic Valley. And that's where um, our highest percentage of producers are located. And so we had friends uh, who had dairy farms when I was growing up. So um, I, you know, learned how or had the opportunity to milk a cow to um, just see different parts of their operation when I was growing up. And again, it's back to the, you know, <laughs> did I ever think that then I would be uh, representing dairy <laughs> um, farm families? Not at the time, but um, I had that opportunity. And then um, just growing up, either through my grandparents or my parents, you know, I moved pie by bucked hay bales. I, um, oh, one wow. year, one one summer during college, I decided to raise starter calves and I bought high and sold low. So that was not the best income plan, um, <laughs> but it was a great experience. Um, so I had some background um, just just based on where I grew up. Well, that makes sense. But that's do you feel like that's necessary to go into your field? I mean, thinking about um, working with agriculture and working with specifically with a type of agriculture. I wouldn't say that it's a requirement. Um, I do think that it helps um, just with anything. It helps you um, understand and to be able to speak or find that common language. But I think dietitians who are out there that are interested in working with dairy councils, if you come into it with an open mind and a willingness to learn um, about dairy farming and learn or understand where the dairy farmer is coming from, that's the skill that you need. And I think that skill is needed with anything in life. Um, and this, uh, the group of people that I work with and represent, they are so welcoming and they want to tell their story. They, they want, you know, many of them, it's all of our family or all of our, for, ugh, all of our farms are family owned. And so multiple generations, they want to share their story with you. You just need to be open to that. Which I, that's my favorite part about any farming or any, any agriculture is that they are so willing to just teach. And I just am so willing to learn. So it's a good combination. And I hope other dietitians yeah. are taking advantage of that because it's amazing. It's an amazing mm -hmm. experience. So, so when you think take about, oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to add, you know, just for students out there that are interested in dietetics or they're in a dietetics program, I would encourage um, them to see if their university, if dairy councils are part of their internship program or if they are willing to have um, students shadow them or mentor them. Um, we uh, work with students here. Um, in Idaho. And just recently, we had a student complete her internship with us. And we took her to a dairy farm. And the um, she was able to milk a cow and to um, just learn about their operation from a very hands on, um, from a hands on level. And just reading her kind of review or evaluation of her experience, it was so memorable for her. Oh, that's amazing. I would have loved to have that during my internship. That would have been awesome. Such a good experience. 
So when you think about when you think about your journey and where you are in your career, and I know that you know there's probably a lot left for you. Do you really feel like you're living out your passion when it comes to all of the entities that you're passionate about? When it comes to kids, when it comes to nutrition, I do. I re- I really do. Um, it. Um, it just, I mean, I'm almost, I almost don't even have the words. It um, has been an amazing journey. And I just feel like I'm in a really good place and space right now. And just continue to be excited about having the opportunity to uh, continue to learn and to grow and develop. And that, I think that's great. Because it's hard to find people that can say that about their jobs. And I find it with dietitians, maybe not other people as much because I just love dietitians so much, but that's encouraging for everyone to hear that because I think sometimes we get discouraged a little bit. Yes. Yes. Do you, do you, so when you think about kind of, you know, you said you're kind of lifelong learning, you're kind of trying to try some different things out. Is there a next step for you when something that you want to try that's new or something that you've always thought that you would kind of like to learn more about? I would say that what I've really been focusing on probably for the the last year or two is um, leadership, um, focusing on training and development. I, um, just recently joined a Vistage executive leadership uh, group. And, you know, I work for an organization that supports um, learning and uh, growing and developing. And so it's been a wonderful opportunity. I'm about two months into my Vistage journey. um, But I've been able to um, attend workshops where um, I focused on, you know, leaders who coach, and so I just see continuing um, to focus in those areas, you know, stay current and within the nutrition field. But I think my passion is um, focusing on um, leading and um, being involved in mentoring and coaching others. I think he, I think you would be you're amazing at that. Just I can tell with just interacting with you myself. You're just inspirational with. Your, your words and your wisdom and all the wonderful things about you. So you guys don't can't tell I, I have a little girl crush on Crystal because I think she's so amazing, which I'm glad that's why you wanted to do this podcast with you. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I love your message of just trying different things. And I think I love your message the most about being open and listening to people because sometimes others know you a little bit more than you know yourself. And that's kind of gotten you where you are. That is so true. I think sometimes maybe I've been too close to the situation and couldn't find my way through. And they really helped me to find my way through to that next chapter for me. And I, when I think about dietitians too, I, I think like you said about mentoring and about paying it forward and I feel like in my own life that that has happened in our profession too, that we can kind of see things in people that maybe they're not seeing in themselves. So I think you're and you also volunteer with your state organization. And so you've done that for how many years now? 
off and on throughout my career. So for probably about 18 years. Oh my goodness. (laughs) And you've had lots of, lots of hats, I'm sure. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Right now I have um, the opportunity. I'm serving as president for the Idaho Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. And that's been a great experience. And um, the previous presidents have all wrapped their arms around me and, and helped me through that journey as well. Do you recommend, I mean, I do uh, recommend people to really be active or become active or find out how they can be active in their state affiliate. Is that something that for dietitians just to kind of keep growing? Do you think that's a good thing for them to do too? Absolutely. I think it helps you continue to grow. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's about people and about relationships. And so, um, you know, I look at the dietitians that I know within the state and actually across the U.S. and how helpful they are and just putting putting myself out there. I've never regretted it. Sometimes it hasn't been as graceful as um, what I intended. But um just being vulnerable and putting yourself out there, um, I would highly recommend it. And those individuals that I've met along the way, I mean, they've provided recommendations for me or, or support when, uh, you know, I'm looking at what, what's my next kind of opportunity or what do I want to learn? I can lean into them. And, and if they're a health coach, ask them about it. Or if they have their certification as a sports dietitian, I lean into them. Um, on a regular basis. So I would highly recommend it. Very good point. You meet new, you be, you meet people that you you probably wouldn't encounter in other circles. So I think that's a very good point too. I like that you lean into them. I, that's a great, that's a great way to refer to it <laughs> for their expertise. Well, I'm excited to continue watching your journey and to stay connected with you. And thank you so much for sharing your story with me today. I absolutely, again, like I said, we've talked before, but I think maybe our first podcast was a little bit longer, but we could have probably talked all night that day. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, we have some more rapport established this time because, you know, we had trial run and now we have this time. So... (laughs) Yes, it's nice. We'll just have to keep connecting that way. Well, I do have to finish the podcast with some fun questions for you. And I know that you've answered these before, but maybe they've changed. Maybe you've got some new answers. So what is your favorite food? Lasagna. Lasagna. Do you have a really good recipe for lasagna? I I do have a couple of um, recipes that I really like. My mom makes a kind of a white lasagna with chicken Mm. and then... um, Lately, just with having my three kids and um, we have, um, I have my 16 year old nephew from Denmark living with us. I have a crock pot lasagna recipe that I really like and is super convenient. Oh my God. You need to send me those crock pot. That sounds perfect. (laughs) (laughs) It's right up my alley. Uh, What's your favorite beverage? Ooh, chai tea latte. And I do enjoy a nice glass of red wine. Those are both delicious. We have a, we both have a love for chai tea lattes and chai tea. So that was another thing that kind of connected us. And of course, wine, you can't ever go wrong with that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Do you have a uh, favorite scent? 
Ooh, I love the fall. So the first thing that comes to mind would be pumpkin or cinnamon. Mm. Cinnamon. Yum. That goes back to the chai kind of flavors a little bit. It does. It does. <laughs> and what brings you joy in life? Mm. Oh, so many things. We talked a lot about learning, um, my family. Um, I enjoy being active and trying new things. Um, and I love to read. You love to read. I do. And it's like anything, is there certain things that you like to read or are you pretty open? I'm pretty open. Um, if you go to the Jerome Public Library, you will probably see, um, of course, it would be my main name, but every Nancy Drew book that the library <laughs> owns and many other <laughs> books, um, my name would be stamped in there. Um, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, it just, yeah, I don't have, I don't stay in a lane. You've probably noticed that from our conversation <laughs> that I get very well with things. So. Oh, I like that. That's, that is a good way of putting it. You don't stay in your lane. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks so much, Crystal, for our conversation today. And I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And like I said, I in, will enjoy looking forward to continuing to watch your journey. Thank you for the opportunity, Anne, and I can't wait until our paths cross again. I was able to have tea and pastries with Crystal at Fancy this year to celebrate her birthday, and she gave me the most beautiful gift, and it is what I love this week in my blog, so make sure to go to annelizabethardy.com and check out the coolest book I've ever received. I know Crystal and I will always stay in contact and I really look forward to growing our friendship. I was just out shopping the other day at one of my favorite stores, Marshall's, which I tend to do a lot of window shopping at, and I found a slew of waffles and adorable gift-giving containers. So, of course, I had to buy them. Have you tried their caramel goodness yet? And if you haven't, you need to go and grab a box. Dalman Stroop Waffles are the perfect holiday gift, uh, so a little spoiler alert for my family and friends, and holiday treat that you can enjoy with your family and friends. Find them near you by visiting StroopWafflesByDalmans.com, or you can also order directly from their website. Dalman's is spelled D-A-E-L-M-A-N-S, and they're the best Stroop Waffles that you can find. My website, AnnaElizabethArty.com, is where you can read my latest weekly wisdom blog post. I share my current crazy adventures with food, workout music, and things that are motivating me at this time, maybe a really delicious recipe, or something I love right now. You can also purchase my book and can find all of my previous podcasts, show notes, and links to things that we talked about during all my great conversations. I would love to connect with you on social media. And I can easily be found on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to start a conversation that truly matters. 